Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGN. On the phone from Nashville is Pat McLaughlin. Pat, are you there? I'm right here, Dave. Great. How you doing? Doing okay. I, I was thinking there during the news, uh, Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Pat McLaughlin, and here I am doing a little radio show on WGN. When we were, when we were carousing about 30 years ago, who would have who thought that? Well, you know, um, the Grammy thing... Um, was kind of a uh, kind of seemed to come out of nowhere a little bit, but you know it was a lot of fun. Went out there and uh, we didn't end up uh, bringing it home, but it was very educational, Dave. Yeah, you were you were nominated uh, with John Prine for uh, best American Roots song for "Knocking on Your Screen Door" and and "Summer's End," and you're going to be coming. The reason you're on the show, you'll be at Fitzgerald's this Friday night, the 29th, around eight thirty nine o'clock, with your full Nashville band. That's right, and I really appreciate your uh, getting me on and, uh, and giving me a chance to plug the show. You know, we're gonna been playing Fitzgeralds as you know for a number of years, and um, and I met you up there a long time ago, and I've always appreciated uh, your enthusiasm for quirky music, and uh, you know, just good old stuff that we try to do and uh looking forward to friday night you have a um in your career we've been talking i mean i've done a couple articles on you recently i mean your career has just songwriting is just you've been just so prolific you've, you've been writing with dan arbach you've been writing with prine and stuff tell the listeners uh and right there actually you heard a little bit of a song uh you have a good bonnie Raitt story for that snippet that was i knew that we played You've... Yeah, um, that's a song that um, uh, Bonnie has always been great about listening to uh, songs, and um, and she listens to CDs, and uh, that, I had that on a CD, and, and uh, she just picked that one out. She she recorded another song. I don't know if you know it or not, Two Lights in the Nighttime. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and that song I knew she recorded... Uh, uh, on our last record, and um, it's a big kick to get a Bonnie Raitt cut, as you can imagine. You have such a keen ear for rhythm, and 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 then you also, you know, you you get right to the point in, in the style and the, in the way you write. Talk about and talk about where that came from. I, I know, growing up in Waterloo, you used to tell me how you listened to Lou Rawls. You had you had a lot of soul influences, but but talk about how your muse developed. Well, um, you know. I don't know how how most songwriters get doing it, but you know when you're in high school and you play everybody else's songs and you um, um, you learn every song in the world, and then um, some of us just can't help but wonder if we could write, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, and I just um, I started dabbling in it. Um, I, I guess in a way, kind of late. I was probably in my early twenties. And uh, I hadn't written anything up until then. I'd I'd um, um, I'd just done a lot of playing and uh, and a lot of and a good high school band and and stuff like that. And uh, and then as my um, career options started to narrow, you know, and the music thing was was still there, um, I just felt like I had to get in there and, and write songs. Um, I was influenced by a lot of soul music. My older brother, Mike, who lives in Chicago, 
brought home a lot of great records, a lot of uh, uh, um, Marvin Gaye, a lot of, like you say, Lou Rawls, a lot of uh, a lot of Motown, Four Tops, Temptations, and and uh, and that that stuff I loved, you know. I just that that was the cool stuff, and then. And then and then comes Carol King and and uh and uh stacks and and uh all that kind of music and country music and you know, I just tried to make some music that I wasn't gonna be too embarrassed about, you know. That was a goal. <laughs> you're, you're the most humble you're the most humble musician uh, I know. <laughs> Um, we already got to take a break, but uh, I want to come back. I want to talk about your Nashville band, and I, I want to go deep into Jim Rooney and and that whole Cowboy Jack stuff. So, can you hang on there, Pat? Thanks for taking yeah, a yeah, thank thanks you. for taking some of your Saturday night out to uh, join us. <laughs> we'll we'll be back with the great Pat McLaughlin after this on WGN. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGN with Pat McLaughlin on the phone from Nashville. Pat, you see how popular the show is with all those commercials? Just people. Something. <laughs> I did. I'm learning a lot. Yeah, Saturday man. night and all these commercials. Hey, um, 101 <laughs> stuff. You never know who's listening to this show. People in Iowa, you know, people in Missouri. We get sometimes in northern Mexico. So talk a little bit. You know, I've always been infatuated with this. Talk about the sound that came out of Cowboy Jack's uh, studio. And I, I really believe you and Jim Rooney and Ben Keith and that whole strum. Say in your own words uh, what those like. I know Prine hung out there. So talk about what that was like. Um, well, um, you know, we used to listen to WGN too in Iowa, you know, I remember that. And, uh, but anyway, uh, cowboy was, um, the term outlaw country. And this is sort of, as I'm looking back now, Dave, it's a little more obvious what was going on. You know what I mean? The outlaw movement, which, which was made famous by Waylon Jennings and, You'd say that Tom Paul Glazer, you know, and then Willie and and stuff like that, um, really owed a lot to a producer and writer named Jack Clement, Cowboy Jack, and he was sort of when I got to Nashville in the late seventies um, and started looking around and meeting people, he seemed to be the um, alternative <clears throat> to stuff that was straighter down the middle of the road on Music Row. And, in fact, his place was not on Music Row. Right. It was a little bit off of it. And and he just was a guy who was very accessible to a songwriter and a guy who just wanted to play a lot of music, sit around and jam, learn songs, play old songs. And I was one of those guys who walked into his office. I met Rooney there um, and Prine, both, and um, and oddly, um, his engineer at the time was a guy named David Ferguson, mm -hmm. and Fergie was about seventeen or eighteen years old, and he was um, being trained as an engineer by Cowboy. And uh, Fergie's the guy that um, introduced me to Dan Arbach uh, just a couple of years ago. So, the, for me, the Cowboy thing is sort of still going. You know, I still have those same people that I met there. Jack 
he died a couple years ago and uh but most of the people i have worked with over the years on a steady basis um i met at cowboys i uh spent some time today and i dug up uh, rooney's biography uh i'm in it for the long run a musical odyssey and I'm going to read a little. I don't like reading a lot on the show, but I'll read this about when he met you. And this gives the listeners a chance of what they can expect when they see you um, on the 29th of March at Fitzgerald's in Berwyn. And here's Rooney. He goes, speaking of Pat, I first heard him at a funky little joint called Springwater. He was very unique, hunched over a Telecaster, bobbing and weaving, almost like a boxer with a singing style that reminded me of Van Morrison. Pat wrote songs that made sense even if you didn't totally understand the lyrics. The groove carried everything before it. And the little joint would be rocking around midnight. In the studio, we just set the band up and let them go. Pat called it Wind It On Up, which was as live as it could be. I mean, people are really in for a treat to, to, to come and see you. It's just such a great live performance, and you just absorb everything when you play. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I think it's probably the part of music that I've enjoyed the most is playing in, uh, uh, it's what I've done the most, playing, you know, places like Fitzgerald's and, and Rooney's talking about Springwater there. That's a real, that's a real honky-tonk. You yeah. know, that's a, I, you've, you've been in Springwater, I think. Uh, I'm not sure if you ever know. It's down by Centennial Park yeah, in right. Nashville. Yeah. And um but anyway, you know, that's that's something I enjoy, you know, and I owe Rooney a lot. He at that point he got a um he got a, a couple small budgets. We made uh, a couple albums for an Italian company and uh, Rooney produced them and I learned a lot from Rooney. And one thing about Rooney is let the musicians play and you know and it's just he's just a, a really great old friend, and I, I really appreciate everything he ever did for me. Talk about the band you're bringing up from Nashville. Uh, you got Michael Rhodes. And... Yeah, I got a um, a real um, a really great band. It's actually a band that um, I've played with, uh, and I've known them forever. I've known Michael Michael Rhodes and uh, Kenny Greenberg for. I, I hate to say it, but, you know, 35, 40 years. Uh, Michael now plays with Joe Bonamassa. Kenny plays with with uh, Kenny Chesney. And uh, Greg Morrow on the drums, who I, I, you know, he's a new guy. I've only known him about 25 years. Um, he uh, plays with Bob Seger. So I've got a, a very qualified band and uh, one that's a little tricky to um, – uh, get out of town with because of their schedule. So I'm really glad we're able to pull this off. I have to tell you, they love playing at Fitzgerald's. And um, Fitzgerald's is a unique place. You know, you have Bill and Kate. You're going to meet a nephew. You're going to meet a son. You're going to meet a, a cousin or two. You know, it's an unbelievable bar. It's just a great place. And I love that part of Chicago. Talk about um, the affiliation with Auerbach. I mean, you, you've told me uh, maybe you guys have written like 200 songs together. I wrote, I got the Yola CD. Uh, you did uh, Far Away Look oh, and, yeah. and Deep Blue Dream. Talk a little about that. But that Easy Eye Sound, that's a, that's a great landing place for some of your material, right? Well, it's been, um, well, let's see, from, from a writing standpoint, I, I couldn't, 
have um, met up with a better guy than our buck um, at, at this point in my career when I'm just, you know, really wanting to write what I like to write. And um, songwriting's a, a jungle, but if, if um, when I met Arbach and started to write with him, um, I realized that uh, it's just total freedom because uh, he's, um, he's an artist. And uh, I was just fortunate to get hooked up with him. He wanted to write and he wanted to record. He wanted to work with singers like uh, Yola, um, um, the Gibson Brothers, kind of a bluegrassy thing, a guy named Kendall Marvel. Uh, um, and and I've written with Arbach on, you know, Shannon and the Clams. It's a Bay Area band. Uh, D. White is a, another guy he's done a record on. And um, Arbach has uh, included me in all those projects. And I'm just very fortunate that um, we've got a good working relationship and, and it's a good creative one. we got a couple minutes left. When you write those songs, do you know, does he shop them out or do you know where they're going to land? Like, do you know if they're going to land on the YOLO record or do you have that in mind as you're putting the songs together? Well, when we when for the Yola record, we yeah. wrote with Yola. Oh yeah, okay. You know, we wrote with Yola. D White, we wrote with D White. And uh, at first, a couple years ago, when when Dan was working on his second um, solo record, um, which is called "Waiting on a Song," um, we wrote for Dan, and we recorded a lot of songs. We recorded we we'd write Monday through. Thursday, and he'd start recording on Friday, record on the weekend. And uh, we cranked him out for about a year, a year and a half. It's uh, it's really uh, it's it's really been a, a great run for you. It really has. And, and oh, I, I'd oh, say you're at the peak incredible. of your game. Yeah. It's, it's been incredible, and largely because, of, you know, it's really prime in our Bach and, and other people who I had established relationships with prior to that, but I gotta, I gotta say, the Prine and Arbach thing has just been unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And you've toured with John. You spent four years on the road with him. Yeah, I, I, I did. Just this last recent little kick was three or four years. And uh, you know, back in the day, I'd go out and open for him solo. I yeah. was in, and then I was, I've been in Arbach's uh, band too, his solo band. Uh, and um, so, uh, it's been a, a great few years, and and. Uh, um, you know, just uh, just glad to be doing it, and and glad I was able to get this band together to come up there and play Fitzgeralds, and and uh, um, I I hope people get a chance to come out. I really appreciate your your you giving me a shot here, and uh, as always, thank you, thank you, Pat McLaughlin. Um, it'll be at eight. 8.30, there's an opening act on this coming Friday night at Fitzgerald's out in Berwyn. So travel safe, and we'll see you next Friday, Patrick. Okay, thanks a lot, Dave. I appreciate it.